Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial are not affiliated. Welcome back to Making Money Fun. I am John Jagay. Shanna Tinder from Heritage Financial Strategies joins me as always. Hello, Shanna. Hey, John. How you doing? I'm good. And today's topic is one that really hits home for me. It is having to do with a windfall. Now, I'm not saying I've won the lottery because no <laughs> offense, if I'd won the lottery, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast yeah, we probably right wouldn't. now. <laughs> but, you know, as a small business owner, sometimes I get paid on a large project or sometimes a yearly bonus will come in, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. and it's really, really easy to spend that money multiple times. And we're <laughs> going to get into what I mean by that today. So yes. let's start at the ba- at the bottom here at the basics. What is a windfall? Let's define it. Yeah, for sure. I have a number of clients going through what we in the industry would consider a windfall right now. And it could be, as John mentioned, a lottery winning, an inheritance, an, yeah. an, an initial public offering. Maybe their company's gone public. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, their company's being sold. I have a couple of clients going through that right now, and they're receiving in a lump sum more money than they ever thought possible. And so, you know, they all kind of can be treated the same when we're looking at it from a financial planning perspective. There are a lot of statistics around this, and unfortunately, a good percentage of them, um, you know, spend those funds within a few years. About 70% of the folks that come into a windfall, have that money spent within the first few years. And that is a heartbreaking statistic. You hear a lot of times about lottery winners going bankrupt and you think, how, how could that happen? You want all this money. How did you go bankrupt? And we're going to dive into that a little bit today, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it's something that in a lot of cases you can't really prepare for, or at least at the level that, you know, when you're looking at really big numbers, it takes some some time to sort of unpack the emotions around what that might look like. And there's a definite psychological component to the windfall conversation. And what is a large amount of money really varies person to person. What I might consider a windfall, somebody else might just consider, uh, you know, a a daily or, yeah, Tuesday, an everyday sort of thing. And so there are opportunities kind of in each scenario. And that it has a positive or negative connotation depending on your upbringing and what your family situation is. And it can make it really hard to plan for those instances. And so you really just kind of need to put it in perspective in your situation and and ask for some help to make sure that you're on the right track. Yeah, I've always joked that if I won the Powerball for $350 million or whatever it was, I would call <laughs> up Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, and be like, hey, can I buy like 5%, 10% of the team to become my minority owner? And then I think about cars and boats and planes and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, if I actually map this out, that money would be gone. It would be gone in a heartbeat. And that happens to so many people. And that's the next thing I want to chat a little bit about is to plan ahead And specifically, like on paper, plan ahead if you can. Yeah. Because if you start spending it, you might spend it a number of different times, a number of different ways. And then by the time it ends up in your hands, it's gone. And that's what happens a lot of times to lottery winners um, is that they give or spend at a pace that they're not used to or accustomed to. And then it just sort of slips through their fingers. And so to plan ahead is super important. And then if you know when it's coming, how much it is approximately. You can start to have those conversations with the people in your life 
if you want them to know, and in a lot of cases, they don't have to know that the details of it, but being as honest as you can in that scenario is super important. And if we're talking about an inheritance, especially, there's a lot of family dynamics that go on around that topic. I'm sure you've um, been involved in some of those conversations, John. Yeah, it can get ugly between if there's a strained relationship between Mm. siblings or anything like that. A family situation can certainly get uh, a little hairy. We've all seen that uh, in extended families. It can get tricky. And the thing that we've seen in our practice a number of times is that parents and grandparents, while they mean well, they might have specific requests for how that should be spent um, or invested. And those requests might not be right for you. And so it's important to sort of unpack that. Uh, some of those requests might include things like don't sell the AT&T stock or, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things. And while we appreciate that grandpa spent 40 years at AT&T and retired wealthy because of it, um, having $2 million in AT&T stock when that's your only asset is probably a bad idea. And so, <laughs> you know, we need to make sure that whatever angle you take is is really in your best interest and not just what what grandpa wanted. So it's important to kind of plan ahead a little bit. And then when the event occurs, you've got to have a strong team in place to help fight for what is best for you. That includes a financial planner, a CPA, an estate planning, and maybe even a business attorney. All those folks can work together to make sure that your best interests are protected. Yeah, I think uh, whether we're talking about an inheritance and having that awkward conversation, at least trying to get on the same page and figure out where things are, or in the extreme case of the lottery win, you know, you hear about, oh, somebody won the jackpot, but you don't hear their name or anything for weeks because the smart ones are putting that team in place, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, an advisor, CPAs, uh, planning attorney, yep. PR, you know, whoever it might be, and then planning out for it before anybody knows who their name is or anything like that. I, exactly. The people pleaser in me, I think about uh, if I were to win, okay, I'll take care of my parents, I'll take care <laughs> of my best friend, my brother, you know, and, and I'm like, if I wasn't careful, people would probably come ask, 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 and I'd say, yes, 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 yes and it would be gone. So maybe having somebody who's kind of executing that or yeah. having somebody, maybe like a gatekeeper and saying, okay, well, I'll pass the request on to John or on to Shanna or whoever it is. Yep. And they can be your buffer. And what I've learned about folks that end up in this situation is that it just makes them more of who they already are. So if they're givers, they give to a fault. Mm. If they're spenders, they spend to a fault. And those are great traits to have in in small doses, but when you multiply them with a bunch of zeros on the end, it can really get you in trouble. And so keep your team close. And then the other thing to keep in mind is in a lot of states, lottery is, is the specific one we're talking about now, but in a lot of states, you don't have to disclose your name if you win a jackpot. And I've often said that if I did, I would I wouldn't um, I'd have to play first, so that would never happen. But right. if I won a, a large jackpot, I you wouldn't hear my name. I would give money, and nobody would know it was me, and I would continue life as normal because I have less of an ability to say no to folks that are close to me and that I love, and I'd be afraid that yeah. I would not bless them. I would hurt them, you know, by my generosity, quote unquote. <laughs> it makes total sense. So we talked about, you know, if this event occurs, you know, it's an IPO, it's a, it's an inheritance, it's a lottery, it's, you know, a really big check if you're working on commission or something like that, and you have your team in place, what else do you need to do besides putting the team in place? 
I would say that part of having that team and also with your close family that's going to be aware of what is happening is to put some boundaries in place. What are you willing to do to help? What aren't you willing to do? What organizations are you willing to support? You know, really work with those folks that are close to you to make sure that you have boundaries, that those boundaries are respected in any situation where giving or loaning money comes up. And then make sure that you save appropriately, that you're setting aside the money that you need to make sure that until you're no longer with us and maybe even your children are no longer with us, depending on the amount, that everything is taken care of, that nobody has to worry about money. Lock that away somewhere. Pretend like it doesn't exist. Mm. And maybe even look into a type of a trust vehicle, an irrevocable trust situation where you couldn't get to that long-term money if you wanted to, if you're afraid that you're going to spend through it or you're going to allow your family to violate those boundaries. So it's really important to set boundaries. And then when you make mistakes, and you will, yeah. take responsibility for those mistakes and just really learn from them so that they don't continue to repeat themselves. I think that is so key because you are not going to do everything right if you have this amount yep. of money. What is it? You don't fail. You only learn. You either succeed or you learn. Yep. So what's perceived as a mistake is really a learning opportunity. And, you know, just with all these, you know, guardrails you put in place over the last 10 minutes, you're not going to make a giant mistake, yeah. but you might make a few mistakes here and there and you just kind of pick up from there and, and not repeat those mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Just look at, you know, what led you down that path. Uh, it might help to find some folks to help you put those guardrails in if it was a, you know, let's say a boundary issue or something of that nature. But to your point, John, it's important to realize that nobody's perfect and your team around you isn't perfect. While they have your best interests at heart, there may be mistakes that come up in the process of figuring out all of this and, and everybody is really in it to do what's best for you but they all might have different opinions of what that is. Certainly the people in your life, your, in your family and uh, friend circle will have differing opinions of what's best for you. So it's okay to make some mistakes. Just don't repeat those same mistakes over and over again. Right, and I come back to the point that I made here at the beginning, which was, yeah, you have this money, you're planning this money. Okay, well, this money's coming in so I can buy this. <laughs> well, the money's coming in so I can buy yes. this. And then you spent that money three, four, five times Yes. when you're only, only getting it once. So Exactly. The plan and the team are so, so important. So whether you're anticipating or have a windfall or not, or just want to talk to Shanna and her team at Heritage Financial Strategies about your financial future, best ways to reach you. Yeah, I go to heritagefinancialaz.com. Click schedule a consultation in the top right corner, and that'll start the conversation. Good stuff, Shannon. We'll talk again next time. Thanks, John. 